Hello and welcome to Podmas Day Six. Six. Uh, it's a sideways life podcast. That's what you're listening to. But Podmas is basically um, we are doing 25 days on the bounce every single day on the run up to Christmas. Imagine it like an audio, an audio advent calendar. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Instead of, instead of a chocolate or a toy, you've got us. Lovely. Yeah. What more do you want? We're much, we're much better for you than chocolates as well. Well, yes, we are. I think so. <laughs> anyway, so what are we, uh, what are we talking about today, Dan? Well, today's episode is based on the the Christmas tune, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And why have we chosen that? Because today we're talking about traveling with pets, specifically a dog. No, we don't travel with a reindeer. In fact, we've never traveled with a reindeer. <laughs> but he's the favorite, favorite Christmas traveling pet. That's true. That boy travels. That boy does some miles. <laughs> so we're going to talk today about what, what, what it's like traveling with a dog around Europe. Now, we have traveled further afield from Europe, but obviously haven't taken the dog because that would be silly. Uh, but so, but if you're thinking of going on a road trip, then maybe you think, yeah, maybe take the dog across to Europe for a little bit. It, there are certain things you have to adhere to, but once you do that, then it's good fun because it gets you out and about, gets you meeting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, if you go to Prague, it's all so dog friendly. They take their dog to the office, to the office to work. Uh, almost every single pub just allows dogs in, no problem at all. Same with restaurants, and you get to meet all kinds of other cool dogs knocking about. You do. So. Where, where do we start, lovely Leah? I think we start with the general rules now about taking your pet from the UK into Europe. Um, it is probably a bit UK-centric, um, but the UK is now a, a third country, third-party mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe similar rules um, if you are bringing your pet all the way into Europe from the States or something. But look at look at, look at your rules. We're talking generally what the European Union is, is asking for. Yes. So, in terms of that, um, first one is microchipped. Making sure your dog, cat, or indeed ferret, if you're traveling your ferret, <laughs> is microchipped. Um, I think the majority of dogs are now, and you aren't yeah, they from, I think so. from puppy times? Yeah, I think so. Uh, cats, I'm not sure it's necessarily about cats. We're not cat people. Um, but if you're listening and you have a cat and you know the answer, please get onto a sideways life at Instagram. Send us a message and tell us. I don't know anyone who's traveled with a ferret weird like it's there's, there's like four four types of of on, on like the eurostar website or the gov.uk website there's four different types of animals you can travel with which are dogs cats ferrets and then they put red rabbits rodents reptiles and birds all in the same category i don't know why the ferrets don't go in the same category as rabbits and rodents there must be a very specific reason that we don't know about it just seems weird like what happens if you want to travel with your goat well, maybe you can't. Maybe it's a different livestock rules for, for that maybe. kind of animal. What happens if you've got a fox? Well, that's a wild animal, so I'd imagine that'd be different again. What about if you've got a spider? Well, I suppose that might come under reptile. No, that's the spider's not a reptile. Anyway, I think, we get, I think I'm getting a little <laughs> bit into the weeds here. So, what are the rules if you want to go to Europe with your dog, Leah? 
So microchipped, they have to be vaccinated against rabies. That is a non-negotiable. Um, and that's not typically something we really do in the UK as standard. Uh, we adopted Peanut in Spain. So part of his like just normal puppy vaccinations included rabies. Um, so if you are from the UK and you've not traveled your dog before, rabies is probably the, the main vaccination you're going to have to have to look for. Um they usually puppies need to be at least 12 weeks weeks old before they can get vaccinated um, and you'll need to wait 21 days um, after that vaccination before you can travel now if you are traveling if you've got a new dog um, then you no longer they, 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 they used to have a, something like a dog passport uh, which was fine before Brexit. Now, after we've left the EU, boo, boo. then you need something called an AHC, an animal health certificate. So you need to go and ask your vet. They will tell you exactly what you need. Uh, Peanut's got an EU passport, which, as Leanne jokes, he's got more rights in the EU than we have. He has. He absolutely has. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've got a passport that says EU beforehand, then that is still fine. But again, don't take our word for it. Just double check with your vet. Yeah, I think, and I think we would next time we travel back to the the UK with Peanut is just double check that because the thing with the um, the AHC as well is that you 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 have to have it no more than 10 days before you travel to the EU. Mm. Um, so it's a fairly short window before you travel that you, you can get that done. Um, and then finally, talking of short windows, and this has been in place for a long, long, long time, um, is that you do have to get your dog treated against tapeworm at vets because they need to sign something to say that it's it's been done um, between 24 and 120 hours before landing. Um, In old money, that's one day or five days. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, that is actually just to go from Europe into Britain. You don't, that's not a necessary requirement to go from the UK to Europe. I think you're incorrect, Al. I think that used to be the case, but since Brexit, the EU is now also asking uh, for tapeworm as well. Interesting. Well, in that case, then Eurotunnel need to update their website. Oh, really? The yeah. direct gov is saying UK to Europe, you need to have tapeworm. Well, in that case, then go off the .gov.uk, not the Eurotunnel. Um, but this is, and this is really important because there's also a weird thing that if you go out for 24 hours, then you need to get another tapeworm, something else done. So if you are just nipping to France to go on a booze run or something and you're taking your dog for whatever reason, then double check that because if you're out for a short period of time, you need to get another one on the way in, according to what I read, yeah. which apparently might not be true. Well, I mean, it might be. I think the thing is to check, but typically we're going to need rabies vaccin vaccination, microchipped, worming, and you're going to need this AHC certificate as well. Now, moving between countries in the EU, we've never once been asked about not our dog. Not once. We've, we used to hand over the dog passport and they give it straight back to us. Didn't give a shit. Um, and that's even going over hard borders from the EU into non-EU and non-EU back into EU. Schengen, etc. Well, Schengen probably wouldn't affect a dog, but... But we've done it with hard borders as well, EU, Schengen to non-Schengen, yeah. and they've not checked. No. Um, so, so once you're on, on the continent, they really don't care. They really don't. They really don't. Okay, so do, should we go into nicer or more exciting subjects like what to buy your dog for Christmas if he's traveling? I think there's, I mean, there's so many different things you can buy your dog. And I think the thing when we were kind of looking through all the different things that Peanut had and what we'd recommend for people that are traveling with their pet, there was, there was only really like three that were like, have that because it will just make your life easier. Mm -hmm. Um, the first one is a thunder jacket. Um, if you've not heard of a thunder jacket, we hadn't heard of a thunder jacket. We, um, we actually first found out about them, um, 
when we first started traveling with Peanut, he was only about a, li- a little over 12 months old. Mm-hmm. So still very much a pup, still very much a pain in the ass. <laughs> and what we found is when we, because bear in mind, he's a Spanish dog. He lived in Malaga. The lowest temperature that kid had seen is like 14 degrees. And even then he'd be inside him from the fire. Mm-hmm. So when we went somewhere like Prague, where we're walking around, it's minus two. We, we got him, we did, we were those people that got him a jumper and got him a coat because it's cold and he's got short hair. So judge away, but the kid <laughs> needs some layers. So we put in this jumper that was probably a little bit too tight for him. But what we found out is that when he had it on, he just chilled out like, it was like he was in a trance. He was just like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm fine. He used to be a bit nervous about people coming up to him and touching him didn't care, wasn't bothered. And we were actually on a walking tour in Prague and we got chatted to a um, a group of uh, American girls and they were fussing him and we were like, this is amazing. Normally he doesn't like this. Something about his jumper. And she said, oh, I wonder if it's similar to a thunder jacket. And we were like, what the fuck's that? And she basically said, it's basically a wrap that you kind of wrap around your dog, isn't it? Like if you swaddle a baby, it's mm-hmm. like you swaddle your dog. And the, the, the meant, it's meant to be something to do with the pressure on their on their chest or just them feeling secure is meant to help them with anxiety if they experience anxiety with things like fireworks or thunder hence thunder jacket um so she said oh maybe it's a similar thing need to say i think that that summer later we we got quite a few bad storms didn't we and and ended up getting one for him because he was a bit anxious around loud noises and the same thing happened completely chilled him out um so I think it's if you've if you've never been to a country where there are frequent thunderstorms or very very loud thunderstorms, we rarely get loud thunderstorms in the UK like you do in in parts of Europe. Mm. Um, then it is it is a lifesaver because if your dog does turn out to be anxious, because we had thunderstorms in Spain and didn't really realise that he was mm. anxious, he did he wasn't that bothered, but once we got really loud ones, he 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 was. So that for me is just a brilliant just in case item. Um, and yeah, Amazon again, depending on the size of your dog, they go right from extra small to XXXL, I think somewhere between ten and twenty pounds. It's all right, isn't it? Basically, it's like clothing ketamine. Ketamine for dogs in clothing <laughs> form. So definitely worth buying. And then just <laughs> do practice before the thunderstorm and putting it on because it's, it's like wrapping, like you say, it's swaddling or like wrapping a, a burrito or something. <laughs> it's like wrapping a burrito. You've got to get, you've got to get the, uh, the knack because it just comes out. It's, it's very, very confusing. Um, but yeah, that's definitely worth buying. Um, the next thing I would suggest is some fur gloves, which is no, it's not, we're not talking about killing a goat and making gloves from there from their skin. We're talking about um, gloves that you put on and you can groom your dog and it takes the dog hair off them. Now you might think, well, why do you care about that? Well, if you're staying abroad in hotel or particularly Airbnb, then you've got a problem with dog hair in that you, if you leave and you've left dog hair everywhere, then it's bad. You know, you get bad reviews, etc., etc. You can also get an ex- like a, a higher cleaning fee, etc., etc. So we have linked, I think, in the comments we have in the comments in the show notes, we've linked to the fur gloves that we've bought. Um, they're about eight quid or something, and basically you put them on and you can groom your dog. He likes it or she likes it because you're giving them some love, but you're also taking off all the dog hair. Fun fact, they also work as well on a sofa. Um, You can take the dog hair off a sofa using those gloves. Although we tend to use a flip-flop, which sounds strange, but a flip-flop or a rubber-soled shoe, stick it on your hand, rub it across a sofa or anything that's got the material, like a bed or whatever, and it will will nice and easily take all the dog hair off. Mm -hmm. Um, So there we go. What else we got? I think the final one, and this is going to sound quite obvious, but a dog towel. 
And I'm not talking like just a towel that you use for your dog, but you can get like these micro microfiber like towels. It can be for any animal with fur, I guess. And it's got little pockets in it, so you can put your hands in that and then and then kind of rub them like a little chamois. Like those pockets are for us. I thought it was for him. I thought well, he's po- put, put his treats in there. <laughs> I think he might put like his wallet in there and his passport. Well, I mean, it could, but <laughs> I don't think that's what they're intended for. Oh, I never really understood that. <laughs> but what's really great about them is because they're so thin, one, they pack up really, really small, um, and two, they dry really, really quickly. Um, so if you are somewhere where the dog gets soaked wet through, uh, you can dry them off. And you know that when they go back out in four hours' time, it's going to be dry again. Such a simple thing. But the last thing you want to be doing is realising you've forgotten your dog towel and using Airbnb's towels. Do not do that. That's not cool. Don't be those guys. Don't be that person. No. Talking of Airbnbs, is that is that a good segue to go on to searching for? I think it is. Now, we've done an entire, like, there's 122 hacks because we've stayed in over 100 Airbnbs with our dog. And um, so we've got lots of hacks on what to do, the best way to get the best price, etc. And there's a whole section on um uh, on, on, on going to an Airbnb with your dog. Now, the first part of it is choosing. You might go onto Airbnb, go, I want to go to Germany. You find the area you want to go, you put in your budget and you click dogs allowed and you'll get three things come up. And they're all a bit rubbish because the dogs allowed are like, oh, they're all a bit rag, bag and shag. They're not great. Um, so what Leanne discovered was by just ignore the dogs allowed thing. Particularly once you've got a few reviews. I think if you're a brand new cold Airbnb account, you might struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've already got a couple of reviews, people who stayed in place already that are dog friendly, um, the first thing is get get that host to leave you a good review. Talk mm-hmm. to them. Be open about it and say, look, I'm going to leave you a five-star review. You're going to leave me a five-star review. Great. Can you mention that I brought the dog and it was all fine and very, very clean? Once you've got a couple like that, then people start to take it on a case-by-case basis. Um, so what we tend to do is we just have a standard message, which I think we actually included in the, I think we did. In the top tip. So if you are traveling with a pet and, and want to navigate with Airbnbs, let us know. DM us on Instagram. We'll get that sent to you. Um, but yeah, one of the things is, is to just send out this message, which basically says, hi, I know you don't allow dogs, but I wonder if you make it an exception, my dogs, and just use lots of details pull at the heartstrings mm-hmm. my my dog's called peanut he's five years old he's ginger and looks like um what's his name off of the simpsons uh santa's little help <laughs> santa's little help from it he's very very good he's traveled to lots of different places you'll see from our profile he's got better reviews than we have would you consider hosting us and i think the only pushback i've had is usually people saying no because they worry about allergies of other mm. guests. So they kind of present themselves as a allergy safe Airbnb. Mm. But apart from that, and that's probably, I don't know, maybe 10%, mm-hmm. 15%, mm. all the rest have said yes, absolutely no problem. Yep, absolutely. And no extra, we've offered to pay extra cleaning fees and stuff like that. And I don't think anyone's actually ever taking more money off it. I don't think they have, but then we, we as, as Leanne said, we always, A, 
We always tell them when they're bringing a dog, don't ever take your dog and not tell them because you'll get in trouble. Uh, B, we always leave the apartment as clean as we possibly can. Even if we paid a cleaning fee, we'll still clean it top to bottom and get rid of all the dog hair. And C, specifically ask people for to do leave a review mentioning the dog. Because when other hosts look down your review and they see there's five reviews, each one saying, yeah, they had a dog and they left it in perfect condition, they go, oh, that's fine, no problem at all. And if you're staying for a long time, like if you're looking at like a, a month or even like a two, three months left through an Airbnb, I mean, it's always nice to get the host a little present when you leave anyway, like mm. a little plant or if you've bought like herb plants for your cooking when you've been there, just wrap them in a bow and it doesn't have to be anything big, a bottle of wine um, and just be cheesy, put on that, you know, thanks for having me with a love peanut or your dog's name and mm-hmm. it just creates this goodwill and once you start to get five six great reviews on your airbnb mentioning the dog then you've got your pick you're away and we've stayed in pluses we've stayed in like luxury ones we've stayed in all sorts and had no problem no another tip which is slightly off tangent another tip is maybe to have um uh, if you're traveling with a partner or a friend then alternate the uh, alternate the accounts because if you get a bad review on one account for whatever reason then you can always go and book with your next account and you do get some people that are just assholes yes like we had one in malaga that was like said that we trashed it and it was only because we couldn't we couldn't get the sofa bed back in like like we couldn't figure out how to do it and we didn't want to break it mm-hmm. so we messaged him and mentioned it to him and he was like yeah yeah fine and then he was he just raised something that we trashed it there was rubbish everywhere complete lies mm-hmm. when we ended up looking through his and this is our due diligence and this is another mm-hmm. tip we missed some of his reviews from other people that have said they he'd claimed exactly the same thing trying to claim extra money from airbnb um so airbnb are great in situations like that they investigate it completely fully and fairly mm-hmm. um and they basically told him to fuck off didn't they, <laughs> they did. i think they even removed the removed the review for us yes i think they did i think they did so there you go. You have now what to buy your dog for Christmas if you're looking to travel in the in Europe next year. You know what you what vaccinations and what the requirements are to go back and forwards over the UK France border. I'd imagine if you're sailing to um, Hook of Holland or something, it's probably a similar kind of thing. But just double check that. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure where else you'd sail to actually. Um, we talked about so we talked about the things you can buy to make your trip easy. We've talked about how to find a good place to stay. We've talked about requirements. Is there anything else we, we should talk about in terms of traveling with your dog? I think just to mention briefly what you said there about actually traveling with them, it's just worth considering how how good your dog is at travel in general and whether they're going to get anxious being away from you so for example the euro tunnel you stay in the car with your dog so if you've got an anxious dog separation anxiety or it's your first time you're not sure that's a great great option because Mm -hmm. you don't leave them if you think they'll be all right but if in their own space they'll be fine if you leave them in the car the Calais to Dover or any other short crossing where you can leave the dog in the car. They stay on deck. It's fine. You leave. It's, it's an hour, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think you're actually out of your car about 45 minutes. So that's great. Um, if your dog's cool and chilled and a pro at the travel mm. um, and you want to you want a longer crossing if it's going to help you out geographically, um, then things like the Hook of Holland to Harwich, you do need to leave them in a cabin, in a crate. And it's is it similar with the... Um, it's like Southampton. Yeah, it's Portsmouth, Santander, Southampton, Bilbao. Uh, that's a 24-hour crossing and your dog has to stay in. It can't can't be with you. It has to stay in a kennel for those 24 hours. You can go across there and walk them um, and et cetera, et cetera. But our dog would not be happy with that because he's got separation anxiety at the best of times. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so no, that's that's not an option for us. And then I think the other thing, I love your tips, and you've actually done a, a reel, or only reel that blew up, as the Instagram. kids would say on Instagram, um, of Al doing some um, hacks when you get to an Airbnb. So, mm. what your what were your tips there? So, the first thing we do is we roll up any carpets, so long, like. All I could think of was shag carpet. I don't know whether I mean that. You know, like a carpet that's not... A rug. A any rug. kind of rug. Roll up any... Yeah, don't roll the carpets up, actually. That's, that's a that's good point. That's excessive. Yeah. Roll up any rugs. Stick them under the, under the bed. Don't fold them. Roll them. Um, then that just means that you're not going to get dog hair on them. Uh, same with any kind of fluffy cushions and stuff like that. Put them somewhere so the dog... Because it's not even a question of the dog going on the sofa or anything like that. It's just it'll get stuck to your clothes and get stuck to them. Um, and uh, and then we when we get there, we always make him feel at home. Um, because God, our dog is basically our child, isn't it? Uh, we put out. We always travel with his bed. We always travel with his dog bo- dog bowls and his and a little box, basket of toys. Um, and also, uh, um, we we tend to when we, as soon as we arrive, we unpack and then take him for a walk, so that he's kind of come into the house the first time when we've got in there. Then we comes in a second time and he gets fed, and he starts to associate going to the house with just being happy. Um, and that first night can be a little bit rough. Um, so, um, so just you know, cut the dog a bit of slack because he's in a brand he or she is in a brand new place, doesn't know what's going on, and doesn't know whether you're going to leave them. Definitely, and I think the the final thing which we do, regardless of whether you have a dog or not, is just just a good idea is when you um, first go into an Airbnb, take a video of the state it's in, mm. and then do the same when you leave. Excuse me, I need to cough. Yeah, so I think that's <laughs> helped us a lot of times. Um, when and generally we will send pictures of damage to the property uh, after the Malaga incident where he accused us of ripping a pillow up that was already ripped up um, we now anything we see we just send it and say look we don't expect you to fix it just we got accused of doing this once so I wanted to let you know that the the next 25 photos are going to be of scratches of things that are broken etc etc don't expect you to fix it just want you to know and almost everyone has gone fine no problems and we've never had a problem after we've done that no and that one guy in Palmer was like oh my god I can't believe the state that the the kitchen cabinet is in I'll have mm. some amount of money to fix it immediately we're like really don't have to and he did as well we had brand new like bathroom cabinet by the next week and a new cooker and yeah dishwasher yeah dishwasher sorry dishwasher yeah so uh, anyway so if you are traveling somewhere with your dog this Christmas or next year you got plans Drop us a drop us a message on um, on Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash a sideways life, or just go to your app and type in a sideways life. Find us, talk to us. We want to hear from you. Yeah, and if you want some more tips on the old Airbnb thing, let us know. We've got loads of them. We'll uh, we'll send them to you. Yeah, that book. It's like a sort of a, a ten or fifteen page PDF with just all these different hacks on how to find a good Airbnb, etc., etc. And if you are travelling with a ferret, please, please take a take a selfie and tag us in. Please, that would be incredible. So, do we know what we're doing tomorrow? I think we do. Let me just try to check the board. She's going to scoot across and have a look at the window, which has got our post-it notes on there with all the... Oh, she looks excited. Oh, it's a good one. It's a it's a good tune and it's a good topic. Okay. So, the tune is... Should I tell the tune? No. No? So, guess the tune. Yes. But our topic is our favourite Christmas TV and films. To give you some inspiration for your your viewing over the next few weeks. Okay. And if you um, if you want to follow along with us, then don't forget that every single episode has an accompanying Christmas song, which of course, for copyright reasons, we can't add to our podcast. So go to Spotify, search for A Sideways Christmas, 
and you'll find you'll find the song followed by our new episode of the song followed by a new episode etc etc uh, if you've not subscribed to us subscribe of course in your favorite app and go to asidewayslife.com forward slash podmas and you will see all the information you need to know we'll see you tomorrow for day seven we're a week in week in and only two and a bit weeks to go yeah exciting all right see you, see you soon guys bye bye bye